I'm Dr. Walter Malone Jr. I want to thank you for joining me for this segment of Tailored to Win that I might share with you some insights that can inspire, inform, and empower your life. I want to thank you for uh, engaging with me today for this segment of Tailored to Win. This is the month of February in the year 2023. And every year in February, we acknowledge it in a particular manner as Black History Month. Although our history is not something to be uh, acknowledged, studied, learned, and embraced just one month out of the year, we need to be embracing it throughout the year, but we put particular focus on it every year in the month of February. And so I want to speak with you today I want to engage your mind around the idea of the importance of knowing and acknowledging our history as African Americans. I was uh, on YouTube recently and I ran across an uh, interview that was done with Condoleezza Rice and it had to do with education. And in the interview, Condoleezza Rice uh, seems to suggest that when she thinks about education in our nation, that the presentation or the focus of the education of young black students uh, should not be particularly about our past as it relates to the issues and the challenges and the conflicts and the pain that has made up the history of African-American people uh, because she suggested that it seems to present a condemnation to young white men and young white women to, that, to find them uh, accountable or guilty of the actions uh, and the sins of a past generation and that perhaps we need not put the focus uh, on the past, but that we need to be more uh, given to discussing where we are currently and an educational approach that, that focuses primarily on where we are going and not looking at where we have come from. Uh, but I would take a different position than Condoleezza Rice I think that it is imperative, that it is necessary, that we understand our history as a people, that we understand it correctly, and that we acknowledge our history uh, because our past has something to say to us about our present, and our present will say something to us about our future. I do not take the position that any African-American person uh, male or female, needs to be stuck in their past. But I certainly believe that we need to know our history so that we don't make the mistake of allowing uh, the painful part of our past to be uh, repeated in our life today nor in the future of the generations that are to succeed us. I think now of that wonderful poem by Langston Hughes entitled Mother to Son. 
And in this poem, listen to what a mother says to her son. Well, son, I'll tell you, life for me ain't been no crystal stair. It's had tacks in it and splinters and boards torn up and places with no carpet on the floor bare. But all the time I's been a climbing on and reaching ladders and turning corners and sometimes going in the dark where there ain't been no light. So boy, don't you turn back. Don't you sit down on the steps cause you finds it's kinda hard. Don't you fall now, for I still going, honey. I still climbing and life for me ain't been no crystal stair. When you understand the depths and the substance of this poem, a mother is speaking to her son about the past. She's sharing with her son the history of her life and the context out of which she has had to raise him. So she's reminding him that you were not born into a circumstance where a silver spoon was put in your mouth, but you were born in a context where your mother had to struggle, where she had to sacrifice, where she had to endure hardship and heartache, and yet she did not let that cause her to quit, to throw in the towel, and to erase the possibility that her son could have a tomorrow. That is a testament to the value of history. That is a testament to the importance of our knowing our past, learning from our past, and understanding what our history is, knowing our history, and acknowledging our history. One of the particular problems I think that we face as African Americans is that on one hand, some of us do not know our history very well at all. And then the other problem is that there has been what Carter G. Woodson referred to as the miseducation of the Negro. That our history has not been taught correctly or presented correctly in most cases or many cases and particularly in the public education system. So I would differ with Condoleezza Rice that we do not need to look back at the past. We just need to perhaps focus on the present. No, we need to know our past so that we can learn from our past. Uh, there is significant significance in books that were written correctly that address the history of African Americans in this country. Books like There Is a River, the Black Struggle for Freedom in America by Vincent Hardy. And then uh, that wonderful classic book entitled From Slavery to Freedom, A History of Negro Americans by John Hope Franklin. These are just two examples and there are many others that uh, our young adults and our youth can read and learn and be properly educated about our history as African Americans in this country. Because every opportunity, every privilege, every door that is open now for young adults of African American uh, uh, context uh, has been paid for with blood, sweat, and tears. And it would be to a disgrace and a disadvantage even for their future for young adults who are African-American not to understand 
uh, what has been done on their behalf by previous generations so that they can have the opportunities that they enjoy today. I also bring to your attention another book that you may not be aware of that was written by a white gentleman by the name of Andrew Hacker. He wrote a book entitled Two Nations, Black and White, Separate, Hostile, Unequal. Listen to that title. Two Nations, Black and White, Separate, Hostile, Unequal. And listen to what Andrew Hacker says in the opening chapter of this book, and I give it to you quote unquote. Andrew Hacker says, race has been an American obsession since the first Europeans sighted savages on these shores. In time, those original inhabitants would be subdued or slaughtered and finally sequestered out of view. But race in America took on a deeper and more disturbing meaning with the importation of Africans as slaves. Bondage would later be condemned as an awful injustice and the nation's shame. Even as we have come to acknowledge the stigma and the stamina rather and skill it took to survive in a system where humans could be bought and sold and punished like animals. Nor are these antecedents buried away in the past. That Americans of African origin once wore the chains of chattels remains alive in the memory of both races and continues to separate them. When you understand what Andrew Hacker is addressing, it helps us to understand why racism is still a major issue in America. It's an issue because we cover it up. It's an issue because we don't tell the truth and we don't face it for what it is. If our nation is going to be healed, if America is going to be the United States of America, rather than two nations, black and white, separate, hostile, and unequal, then there must be a repentance in this nation. There must be an acknowledgement of the faults that have been uh, perpetuated against people of African descent, not to stay in a position of condemnation, but to acknowledge it in such a way that we make the necessary changes to help bring a sense of true community uh, to our nation. So uh, there's been much debate about the uh, subject matter of uh, critical race uh, theory uh, and those opponents of the critical race theory, a person seemingly who do not want to acknowledge the necessity of telling the truth when it comes to the history of our country. I was in Jerusalem several years ago with a group of, of clergy that were invited by the American Jewish Society uh, to talk about the social and political ramifications of the Mideast peace process. We met with Israeli leaders and Palestinian leaders in the Knesset 
And then we met with different people in uh, uh, Israel, in Jerusalem in particular, um, um, on different subject matters like community development and family and religion. And one day we met with a Jewish theologian and he took the book of Exodus in the Bible and he began to share with us the meaning of Exodus and the slavery that was perpetuated against people of Jewish origin and how that has affected uh, their life and what is taught to their young people now uh, in the rites of passage of young boys and young girls and that they have no intention of ever being put in a subjugated position by anyone else ever in their life. So they make sure that their young people grow up knowing uh, about the awful experience of uh, the Holocaust in Germany under the Hitler regime. They make sure that their young people know about the Maccabean revolt. They make sure that their young people know about the story of Israel in slavery in the land of Goshen under Pharaoh because they don't ever plan on those matters ever uh, becoming a reality again in the life of their future generation of people. This Jewish scholar said to all of us who were African-American clergy, he said to us that the mistake that you all have made as African-Americans in America, he said, is that you quit telling your story and you quit singing your song. What he was saying to us is that our failure is that we don't ensure that our young people and future generations know their history and know it correctly. I'm saying to us today that it is important for us as African-Americans to know our history correctly and to acknowledge it and to embrace it, not to be stuck in the past, not to use it as a continuous condemnation to other people, but to know it in such a way that we demand that we are respected, that we demand that we are treated with justice and equality, and that we position ourselves to take our rightful place in this country and anywhere else in the world. And perhaps if we do this, then our nation can have hope for a change that we can truly be the United States of America and a place where everyone is loved and respected. God bless you. Thank you for sharing with us today for this segment of Tailored to Win. I pray that this word has brought encouragement and empowerment to equip you to live a faithful and fruitful life to the glory of Jesus Christ.